You're listening to Episcopal Youth Ministry in ATL. Hey there, and welcome to Episcopal Youth Ministry in ATL. I'm Matt. I'm here with Wallace and Easton. How are y'all doing today? Swell. Thanks for asking. Yeah. Easton, how are you doing? How's how's life in this quarantine social distancing age going for y'all? It's it's going. It continues to go, whether we like it or not. God's still God, as Bishop Wright's been saying, and that's how I guess I'm feeling about quarantine. It's it's still going. It's still quarantine. So we wanted to do an update episode on, you know, we, we had the one where we talked about what do these first days look like in youth ministry in this time around the coronavirus. Um, we've now been in it for a few weeks. This is kind of the new normal for a bit. And so we wanted to talk about what does ministry, both youth ministry and just being at a church and, and living a Christian life look like kind of now that we're, we're in the middle of it. Um, and so I, I think the one thing or the biggest thing I've been looking at and thinking about and praying about is like, what is sustainable at this time? And so like for me, when I, when, when this all first started, I was like, okay, I need to fill some stuff. So we're going to do Wednesday Bible study, Thursday and Friday games, Sunday EYC. And it is, I, I can do four nights a week of youth group for about two weeks. And then just my energy for it is gone. And so I had to, to reassess what I could do, even just the expectations of, am I going to put a bunch of work into Friday night game night, or am I just going to do something very simple that requires very little setup? And so I'm, I'm curious, what are y'all doing to remain sustainable for now and for the future? Yeah, uh, it's been really fascinating to, to experience this, to, to grow through this process. I know um, I kind of said, you know what, we're going to be as minimalistic as possible in those first, maybe leading up till Easter, um, or actually leading up to Holy Week. And so we committed to just doing uh, Sunday evening EYC. We're going to do highs and lows. We might play a game and then we're going to talk about some Jesus. And that was the focus. That was the the plan. Then leading into Holy Week, I said, why don't I, since we're not going to be having youth group this week because it's Holy Week, why don't I uh, create these youth stations of the cross videos? Um, I now realize that doing a uh, video work is not something that I enjoy, uh, especially when <laughs> I spent two days at my computer, just watching videos and clipping them and trying to mash them together. So they looked somewhat decent. Uh, needless to say, I don't think that they particularly look great, but the kids did a really good job um, creating these stations across. And so that was, that was really awesome. And then after Easter or ho- during Holy week, and then going into going, coming out of, uh, Easter Sunday, I talked with a bunch of my youth and I said, you know, why don't we look at what does it look like to expand what we're doing? We've been having some pretty good turnout. Let's just see, like, what does it look like if we change one thing? And so we decided to have a midweek game night and then and then continue having Sunday night. And so that's actually been turning out really well. It's been really interesting to see the the kids interact with the, with the youth interact with one another uh, and and joke and laugh and just like 
continue to grow together, even though they can't necessarily be in the same room together. We started with offering comp one, two nights a week, and we saw really, really strong participation in really the two or three weeks strong of between a hundred down to about 60. And then uh, we really saw a drop off from there. I do think that due to the restraints of Compline just didn't offer a lot of interaction. And so we shifted to offering Compline's on Sunday nights and we're doing zoom nights, uh, for youth on Wednesdays and our youth commission is leading all the program for that from emceeing it to music. Uh, we're bringing in a guest speaker to bring us kind of an old fashioned Bible study approach. Uh, we break into zoom small groups. And I really think that that's where the bread and butter is for like what's making it work on Wednesday nights is having that connectedness in small groups for a lot of our youth that do not have youth groups meeting right now. This whole thing is an experiment. We're continuing to adapt and try new things. And I think a lot of us are feeling that kind of stretch of what's sustainable and, and what's not. I think that's kind of a broad stroke on it. And at the end of the day, we're all doing the best we can to meet people where they are and to offer these experiences as best we can. I don't think we're alone in trying to figure this all out because I, I think the entire world is still figuring out. Uh, I just found out this week that a lot of the youth in, in my group, um, like their schools are doing this thing where whatever grade you had as of whatever date that it can't go lower than that. So if you had a 97 in a class, it can't, your grade cannot go lower than 97 and kids are smart. Like why, put the energy in if, if it's not going to count. And so now it's almost like there's no incentive to do anything except sit around. Uh, a few of my youth had zoom prom from their school. And from what I hear, it was kind of lame. Like they had motivational speakers and just a picture of a DJ live streaming, you know, songs and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I wonder what the role of, youth ministry and churches during this time, because there's part of me that wants to save everything and wants to fill in all those cracks of things that have been lost. And I don't know if that is the role we're destined to play. Like, I don't know if my role as a youth leader is to save the notion of prom and homecoming or, you know, graduation for my youth group. Um, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm curious what y'all think about that. I think that our that our responsibility as youth workers is to walk with them through this. The same thing that we would do if uh, if their if their grandparent passed away, or the same thing that we would do if you know they didn't get into the schools uh, that they applied to. All we can do is walk with them in this journey and and say like, you know, like we I get it. I, I can empathize with this and that might not be perfect, but I think that that's what we have right now. After we scheduled the graduation celebration, which for our listeners, we're doing a, an online graduation celebration, uh, May 3rd, the feedback we were getting from seniors was, it's not going to be the same. And we're, we're not sure if this is really going to be meaningful for us, but 
we're on board if, if this is what we need to do. And so we all talked about it. We had an honest conversation with the Youth Commission. We came up with a couple other options that we'll try to implement depending on where things are at later in the summer, but also understanding that that's a big what if because we're not sure what that's going to look like. My point in telling that story is we do the best we can to honor where they are and to walk with them through these times as best we can, knowing that we are struggling to figure out what that means for us as youth ministers. There's just so much changing. And what you do one week might completely change the next week because you go in with this plan and then the governor comes in and it's a whole different thing. Um, And we're so beholden to what's going on on a bigger level than just us. And I mean, it's exhausting. And I think that's what I'm feeling right now with a lot of stuff is just that tiredness and that fatigue Um, and, and not even zoom, just like, you know, I had, two calls yesterday. This is my third of four today. That constant idea of like being in front of a computer, talking to a screen, whether it's video or non-video, and trying to find those ways to stay motivated, to not feel sluggish, even though I'm comfortably at home sitting in my pajamas, wearing a shirt that is super comfortable. Like there's still something tiring to doing all of this. Um, what are y'all doing to, to stay fresh in that respect? So I haven't done it this this past week solely because we've had our uh, had our niece with us. Uh, and so uh, I've gotten to do a lot of um, what grade is she in seventh grade homework. Uh, so that's been a, that's been interesting. I uh, got to relearn some math. Uh, the Could other you day. pass seventh grade? Could you pass seventh grade if uh, asked again? Yes, easy. Um, <laughs> uh, but I, I, I think one of the things that I've been doing is either sp- taking Bishop on walks and spending time just like like the other day we took a almost a three-mile walk, and it was nice just to be out. Uh, and And my neighbors have been out, and so it's been nice to, to wave at them, to maybe talk. Uh, like my the neighbors that live behind us commented on Bishop's bark. Uh, which then I had to apologize for his incessant barking. Uh, but one of the other things that, that I've been doing is we've been working on, Sally and I have been working on our nursery because she because we're expecting. And that's been really beneficial for me because then, and I, and I don't, I feel weird saying this, but I think for me at least, there's this sense of life even if even if we're still stuck in this, there's still this notion of life after uh, coronavirus, life after quarantine, and I think part of that is that there's going to be a new introduction of life uh, into my life, uh, and so there's something for me to look forward to. So I probably need to do a better job of that if I'm being really honest. Oh, I did build a rock wall in my living room that my wife wanted okay. built, and. <laughs> Uh, we didn't really fight while we did it. We actually tend to enjoy <laughs> doing uh, home improvement projects together. We don't enjoy moving together. That's We have very <laughs> different ways of moving to and from houses. We, we need to stay in this house for a while. But, uh, <laughs> no more moves. <laughs> no more moves. But yeah, to be honest, I think I could be doing a better job of taking care of myself. 
Yeah, I uh, I don't like there's some stuff I'm doing that's immediate, you know, makes me feel better. And then there's stuff that probably in the long run is, is better. Um, I, my, my eBaying has gotten really good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like my ability to, to bid on stuff on eBay. I, my NAS, old NASCAR hat collection is, is really thriving at the moment. I've resurrected my Nintendo 64, but that really doesn't like mean anything in the long run. Like that's not going to give me emotional help, you know, as, as things change and, and, you know, I try to figure out what in the world's going on with youth group. Um, so I'm trying to get outside when I can and when it's appropriate and remain safe at that. It is, I'm still trying to wrap my head around having a mask on me if I'm going to the grocery store or I needed to go get some car stuff done. Um, yes, I need to go get an oil change. And I yeah. am, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what places are open. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's, it's that change. Uh, what do you think this is going to do to us like after, like what is church and ministry? How is this going to affect church and ministry when we can meet in person again? I think a lot of churches are already counting the days of live streaming and saying, Oh, this is just a temporary thing. And I understand the concerns of live streaming and the idea of like, well, if they can just sit on, if somebody can just sit on a couch and watch it, they can't experience it and why be there. Um, but I also think of like the positive responses we've had from people who are shut in. And I think it's some churches and youth ministry need to look at is how are you bringing people into the fold who aren't there and getting dropped off by their parents? And I'm not saying you need to Instagram live every single thing you do, but I do think that this is forcing us to rethink how we look at involvement. I think there's a lot of different layers to this question and I'll just point to a couple that I think are more noticeable than others. I know there's been some dialogue amongst groups in our church that feel that people doing communications work are on the front lines to doing formation work in this next little bit. And this was a conversation that was happening before, before COVID-19 that communications people would be doing more formational stuff than like ever before. So I think that that is probably changed with COVID that people are realizing that there's a lot that we can do uh, in digital spaces and that we can reach people effectively. And Matt, to your point about reaching people that are uh, homebound and, and maybe some of those people will remain not able to attend a church service after COVID. They, they might've been there all along, I guess is my point. There's some churches in our diocese that are realizing that. So I think that the, the whole live stream thing, yes, there's going to be churches that don't want to continue with it. As you said, counting it down, but I, I know there's conversations going on in our diocese now of like, that's, that's here to stay. But I think that offering those spaces for people to come together on a more frequent basis and have connectedness when they don't have a youth minister, that to me is very encouraging. How does this affect our church life traditions? So we know that Easter was affected this year, right? And Holy Week, Uh, Holy Week and Easter especially. Um, 
especially if you were in, in my diocese, um, when clergy found out that, Hey, you aren't going to be able to meet in your churches, uh, or not just meet in your churches. You're not going to be able to film services in your churches on Easter Sunday. So the, <laughs> so I think the then collective, like, okay, like how do we do this? How do we do the celebration of Holy week and Easter Sunday? if we're not able to meet in the churches was really fascinating. And it was really interesting to see them rally um, and have stuff ready to go. Um, so I think that that tr- the way that we handle those Holy week and Easter Sunday, I think how we do graduation Sundays and celebrate the end of the school year as a church, um, that's going to change uh, partially because we will be able to look back at, you know, the past couple of months and say, Hey, like we, we know what this looks like when we aren't together in physical presence. So there are probably things that we can still do um, when we're not in a physical space together. I think there are going to be other things that, that go back to exactly the same. So I think vestry meetings and the desire to meet at the church, um, will still be a thing that people fight for. Uh, even though there are going to be the people who say like, at, you know, at St. David's, we, we pull from uh, geographically really far out um, 20 miles, 30 miles away from the actual church building. And so there are people who say, I, I can't get involved because I'm not going to drive that distance uh, to the church. And, and unfortunately I can foresee that churches uh, we'll say, okay, cool. We're going to go find somebody who's closer, who is willing to commit to that instead of uh, taking advantage of Zoom or Google Hangouts in the future. We wanted to talk about summer plans because, I mean, they're they're different for everyone, but they're also all under the same umbrella. I'll be very honest. We've been planning uh, at St. James, we've been planning a trip to Tizay which is a monastery in France that youth from all over the world come to and worship together. And it's great. Been planning it for two years. Um, We just postponed it. And I'm blessed and lucky that I've been working with a travel agent who could handle all of that. And we're not losing our deposits. That's all been able to just get transferred over. I also know the reality is, is that's not, the same story for everyone. And there may be people who are at places where the expectation is still, they are going to do something. And so, I mean, in that we are with you, I feel that pain and that fear. Um, But like, what are y'all doing? Have y'all had those discussions of summer stuff? Are you still waiting for what's going to go on? I think some one of the blessings of being married to another youth minister is that I get to talk about plans and planning all the time. And so I think I'm struggling because my church hasn't talked about what the summer plans look like. Uh, we have an event that's kind of called Loving Locally. That's a local mission trip that I had intentionally tied with VBS uh, this this upcoming summer. And so because I don't know where VBS is at, and I don't know where my children's minister is at with that. It's really hard to make a decision about what loving locally looks like, even though 
it's really and and we talked about this before the podcast. It's really hard to talk to nonprofits right now about youth coming and doing ministry because they don't know they don't necessarily know where they where they they are at right now, and they don't know where they're going to be uh, when June ro- rolls around. The other big event that we had was supposed to be this uh, event called Amazing Race, and this was going to be my first year. Uh, planning an amazing race for St. David's. And that was supposed to happen in July, at the end of July. And so there's a part of me that's holding out hope that maybe we can do that. Um, but I also am starting to realize that that might not be like that. It might not be likely in the, con- in the way that we were intending on it being. And so maybe we still can, but maybe it's more of if we are able to do it, that we do day trips instead, instead of doing, um, essentially like a long trip with lock-ins at various locations throughout the Southeast. Um, But to me, it's one of those things that I I think I'm waiting for an official call uh, from, from my, from my clergy for after conversations with my clergy about what, what's reasonable for us to cancel or what is reasonable for us to uh, reschedule, to replan. And so I, I wish that I did have a, um, a travel travel advisor that I could talk to who could just make that call, help me make that call um, for me. Given that a lot of the stuff that we do is about giving youth the opportunity to lead. um, We're still leaving those applications open for them to apply for leadership throughout the summer. But we're, if we're able to have the events, then we're going to be pushed on a much tighter schedule to get things planned. Because what I don't think is helpful is to select leadership and then begin planning the events and then have to cancel it. And whether or not youth were involved, uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to do that anyways. I think that we do the best we can to, to, move forward knowing that we might have to cancel things. And that might just be a word of advisement I would give for anyone in this is like, give yourself a lot of grace for this summer. If you're able to keep programming going and you're able to do things outside of online gatherings, then just have grace, like an abundance of grace at how that looks, because you're not going to be able to plan it as you normally would. You're not going to be able to gather for planning sessions. You're going to have to plan things online and know that we're all trying to figure out what to do. That's all the time we've got for this episode. I'm really glad that I could uh, chat with y'all and and be in community and hear what y'all are doing. Um, If you like what you heard, if you like this conversation, subscribe to us. We'll, be putting out episodes when we can. We've still got some content to put out uh, that was pre-recorded from people we spoke with at Rooted in Jesus. And uh, Wallace, would you close us in prayer? God, thank you for the opportunities that we get to have to be in community with one another. Help us to find peace uh, in the turmoil and the turbulence. Um, Help us to find new skills to to get excited about, to find new podcasts or TV shows to distract us, to, um, but really to find opportunities to slow down and to seek your face in all that we do. Um, help us to continue to be the best that we can be. In your name we pray. Amen.